Hello and welcome. You are listening to an episode of the Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. We really hope that you enjoy and benefit from this episode. Hello folks and welcome to another episode of the Sales Chat Show, saleschatshow.com, driving your sales success. Just laughing there, Mr. Jesson is conducting some sort of exercise of semaphore, waving his arms around. We, ooh, we do get excited, don't we, in the studio when we get together as a trio. Mr. Phil Jesson, Graham Jones and I'm Simon Hazeldean. This episode of the Sales Chat Show is called How New is the New Buyer? So particularly if you are are a sort of sales leader, sales director, but also as a sales professional, you'll be very well aware of some of the trends and changes that have been taking place in our profession, the the rise of social selling, the new generations and having different value sets and the technological changes that are taking place. But I guess the question is, how important are those in relation to maybe some more long-term inherent aspects of human behaviour and how people like to interact with other human beings. As a sales leader, sales manager, sales professional, of these, which should you be paying attention to to make sure that your ongoing sales strategy and sales tactics are effective? So um, I'm going to hand this one over to Graham for your thoughts and comments to kick us off. Thank you, Graham. (laughs) Well, I, I think it's really important that sales directors don't fall into the trap of thinking that the whole world has changed and these trends that you're talking about have made people become different, that really, actually, human nature is really important. So I'd advise anybody in sales, really, not to fall into the trap of thinking the world's changed and we need to change what we do uh, for the people we're dealing with. And the way I think of that is because of something that happened to me uh, a week ago when my son needed a dinner suit. So my son is at university uh, and he's going to the annual rugby club dinner and he needed a dinner suit. So we went up to Manchester to help him choose a suit and buy it because Bank of Mum and Dad needed to pay for it. I thought you were going to say you lent him yours. This is yeah. a tuxedo, yeah. by the way, yeah. for tuxedo, our American yeah. listeners. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, he's a different size to me. <laughs> so, um, so uh, he needed this dinner suit. And I said, well, we'll go to a shop called Slater's Menswear, who uh, provide you know good price suits, big shop in Manchester. In fact, it's the biggest menswear shop in England. And uh, they have tailoring and they have lots of staff and we walked in and my son who you know shops a lot online he's 19 years old was amazed at a the size of the shop the variety of stuff they were selling but the personal service that he got so he was with this uh, suit expert who had his tape measure around his neck who um, you know measured my son accurately found the right suit for him couldn't have been nicer or more helpful so if you're listening to this perry we loved you yeah so um he was really helpful and my son was amazed that 
actually people in shops were like that because his experience in most stores is you know somebody who just takes the money who doesn't really care for you and he came out of the shop saying this was amazing he would always go shopping there because actually he was so well looked after in fact four people looked after us during the the course of our shopping because Perry did the suit and then somebody else did the shirt and somebody else did the shoes and somebody else took the money. So there were four people involved with us in the hour we were there. And as a young person whose main buying experience in the world is online, where you get no personal service, actually that human being cared for, being looked after, being with, you know, the Salespeople had all the time in the world, it seemed to us, and yet the store was incredibly busy, you know, full of people, but also full of staff who were all busy all the time. But actually, he appreciated that he was being looked after. And that just struck me that even though we think these young people are just, you know, transactional, actually they're not. And we fall into the trap of thinking they're different. They're not. Their human nature is the same. They want to be looked after. They want to be cared for. So as salespeople, we've got to do that for all age groups, not just fall into the trap of thinking that younger people just want transactional kind of stuff. I mean, this seems to link to the fundamental human need for sort of approval and recognition, doesn't yeah. it? Which even in things like, so in my introduction, I'm saying, you know, things like technology, for example, the rise of social media, but you still see the role of being appreciated and acknowledged via social media is very important to the people who use social yeah, media quite. in terms of numbers of likes and yeah. comments that people, are, yeah. that people are looking for. So your son received caring, high-quality customer service. Yep. Personal and has, care. And has now created, if I recall from earlier, a desire for him to go back he's, again. He's going to go back there. And he's recommended the place to several other people who've all been there to buy their suits. So not only is he going to be a, a regular customer, but he's created other regular customers for the shop, which is let's, probably um, why they were very busy. Let's just name check them again so they know uh, where to send your free dinner suit. <laughs> Slater's menswear. <laughs> I will be in their Basingstoke shop if they're listening. <laughs> uh, I think it's an interesting topic, this, although we're talking about the sales angle on it. Um, there's also, of course, a leadership angle on it as well, because I know it's tempting to say, well, things change from time to time on the leadership agenda, and of course the, the context does, but the essence of leadership has not changed in thousands of years it's the ability to inspire willing action and that is again back to a an essential element of human nature that will never ever change yeah. that's what people want their leaders to do to yeah. inspire them and i would be very interested to know how the staff in that store are managed and led by the senior senior team there. So for, to create that kind of culture and that environment of customer care, customer intimacy, great service, that doesn't happen by accident. So I think there will be some interesting lessons to learn from how those people are managed, the example their leaders set to them. Because that sort of level of experience, customer experience, there's normally a really strong manager or strong leader involved or managers, leaders involved for that to happen. Yeah, and interestingly, it's a family business. They've only got 26 stores across the UK. They're big stores. The, the, their Glasgow store is the biggest menswear store in the world. Yeah. So 
They're huge stores, but it's a family business, and the person running the business is the son of the founder. So you, you've got the, the whole notion of it being a family business, and I'm sure that leadership will go through. And you know, the staff all seemed very happy in their job. They were, yeah. they were all pleased to, to look after you. They were all happy. They were all excellent at communicating. They, they could have done nothing more to, to please us. And, and, and we, you know, we all know that retail is having a tough time, and we're not saying that you know Slaters, amongst others, are probably not finding the marketplace stuff going. Who knows? We don't know because no. they're a private private company. You can't see the can't see the finances. But my hunch is they'll be bucking the trend, you know, of of retailers that are probably never met those basic human needs and requirements of well, ju- customer service. Judging by the numbers of people in the shop, there were more people in that shop than there were when we went to the massive branch of Boots just down the road. So you've got a major national chain. There were fewer people shopping in there than there... And, you know, you've got all kinds of things in there. You've got healthcare and cosmetics and so on. There were far fewer people in that shop than there were buying menswear. So if we look to, say, the phenomenon of social selling, so a very popular concept now, you know, using social media to connect with customers, to to, uh, promote yourself, to raise awareness, etc., I mean, you're a you're a real specialist in in sort of internet psychology. Where would you see some of these fundamental human principles of of humankind emerging through that as a phenomenon? Well, making sure that you provide a personalised, custom customised service online. And uh, one of the things there's a, a, a book you may have heard of called Clickology. I don't know is if you've ever heard of it. Is that Clickology by Graham Jones. It is, yeah. Excellent, yeah. Make sure you pop to Amazon and get your copy of Clickology yeah. by Graham Jones. Uh, the, is that what you wanted me to say? Uh, yeah, that, well done, yeah. Um, but you see, the word... It's gone a little bit pink. Yeah, the word... The, the, now you've thrown me. Yeah. Yeah. The, the word click, one of the... They all mean different things, yeah. So the, the letter C... One of the, the second letter C means customizing your website yeah. for a personalized experience. And so all the best websites are personalized. Just so when you log on to Amazon, you get a completely different experience to me or Phil or to any of our listeners. And so that makes it individualized and personalized to us. And when the service they provide is matches that, and Amazon is brilliant at customer service. In fact, for several years now, it's won the award for the best customer service on the internet. And it's interesting how they got there, because actually when they began, they were not very good at customer service. They actually bought a company called Zappos, which was a shoe store, uh, and is still it's a it's an, a, a shop owned by Amazon, but hasn't been incorporated within Amazon. So even though it's an Amazon business, it says you know Zappos by Amazon, uh, it's still an online sh- shoe shop largely. But the reason they bought it was because that was the company that was winning all the awards for customer service on the internet. So Amazon bought it to find out how to do it, and they learned from Zappos how to do online customer service and incorporated that into their business and now as a result amazon you know is streets ahead of anybody else doing customer service yeah i've got to say you know it's uh, it came as a surprise to me you can actually um connect with them over the telephone yeah uh, and and although it took a little while to discover how to do that which is a bit of feedback for amazon maybe um once it happened it was very very slick and very efficient yeah. but uh you know there are a few frustrations along the way i think as they're settling into that 
But yeah. again, they'll know they're always learning and growing as an organisation. And uh, we're not holding them up as the perfect example always, but they are a learning kind of approach to, to what they do, aren't they? Yeah, so. but it's, a, it's another indication of when you personalise your sales environment, whether that's service or whatever you're doing, and you make that individual feel as though you're only, they're the only customer, Yeah, then they are much more likely to continue to buy from you. They're much more likely to stay as a customer. All those kind of positive things happen. And so Amazon are doing really well in that online. And lots of businesses who do online sales are not doing anywhere near the kind of things to make it personalized. So one of the things that in my son's experience in, in the menswear shop was that he was being looked after. So whatever sales environment we work in, the more we make our customers think we're looking after them and only them, so they feel as though they're the only customer, then the chances are they're going to stick with us, they're going to buy more from us, they're always going to want to buy from us. We've got to make it as personalised as we possibly can. So the, the technology is obviously going to change the way things are done, it's going to change the way we maybe interact, it's going to change the way we can do certain things, but it's human beings using technology yeah. and you will always have human nature and human behaviour to, to consider. Yeah, so don't go thinking that because the technology is there and the trend for all this technology is there, that you've got to forget that human nature bit. That's more important than the technology. I mean, I've also had an extremely frustrating chat using a, a chat facility, yeah. which is great, great piece of technology. But the person on the other end um, was was not doing an ex- not doing a very good job of customer service. Yeah. Therefore, it was a pretty poor experience. Yeah. It would have been a poor experience over the telephone. It would have been a poor experience face to face as well, because the person lacked the skills or capability or had not been given the support for the environment he yeah. or she was working in. So I think there's something nice and uh, warm and reassuring about this episode because if you think about trends going on in the marketplace, we can't control that. It's fast-moving. Uh, it's scary. And uh, let's be honest, uh, you can talk to anybody in any country in the world at the moment and they would say it's a rather strange place compared to how it used to be but fortunately the one thing we can do is to identify and research and understand human nature which is what we're talking about Um, and then work with that do the very things that we're talking about Uh, those are the things that we can control uh, our behavior and its relationship with human nature what we can't do is to control the trends out there in the marketplace and I think it's 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 using it's using some of the technology, you know, to support Phil's point. I mean, I get I get emails on a regular basis from Amazon. I get a regular emails from Netflix saying, based on based on what you for Amazon, based on your purchases, and Netflix based on what you've watched. Here's some things we think you'll be interested in, and I've got to say eight, nine times out of ten, they're absolutely right. Yeah. And I, I always look at those emails because they are tailored to my interest. Now, I know they're using algorithms and technology in order to do that, but it still doesn't, it still doesn't take anything away from the fact they are being cute and smart and putting things in front of me that are, you know, maintaining my interest. Amazon, to get me to spend more revenue, I guess Netflix, working on retention because I I'm, I'm sign up for Netflix, I pay my monthly fee. Yeah. But they're making sure, which is an interesting thing, that I am getting value from my Netflix subscription. They're probably trying to drive, I'm guessing, what they're trying to do is drive my usage up, 
which means that Netflix will become more and more part of my day-to-day world and therefore I'm not likely to cancel it. So some good retention activity is is an interesting But also when they put their price up, which they will... Yeah. That you are much less price resistant at that point. Yeah. So the, what Netflix is doing is building up massive uh, numbers of people at you know seven pounds a month or whatever it is currently. I can't remember how much it is now, but uh, and then when they put the price up to twenty five pounds a month, yeah. you'll stick with them. But it's interesting. The first line is almost the same. I think, but I'm paraphrasing a little bit. But it's dear Simon, here are some here's some stuff we think you you are going to be interested in. So it's name, and we're back to basic copywriting, sales psychology. You is a powerful word. So again, think about think about you know some of your on and offline sales activity. Does it mention the customer's name? Does it use the customer's name? Does it use the business's name? How often talk about yourself versus them? That was interesting in the menswear shop. So the the guy selling uh, the suit to my son, although I was paying, (laughs) but the guy selling the suit. He wanted to know what the occasion was, how long he'd played rugby there. He wanted to know all about him. He wanted to know his name, and he kept talking about it. And then they were talking about, you know, places they... Because this chap was only, you know, mid-twenties, so a little bit older than my son. But talking about, you know, nightlife in Manchester created a real friendly relationship with him. My my strong suspicion is there's some extremely good sales management and sales training going on, and also they're recruiting pretty well as well, I would guess. they're getting the right people there. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the whole thing ties together, but it's really important that we don't think that younger people or younger generations, and of course anybody under the age of 40 now has used the internet all their adult life, yeah, they yeah. don't know anything else. So, in fact, slightly older than forty, you know, the internet is thir- you know, the web is thirty years old. So, uh, we forget that you know a lot of people now who are buying things from salespeople have, have grown up with this trend of transaction, and businesses fall into the trap of thinking that that's what they want when actually what they really want is a personal service. Yeah, I mean, I love the efficiency of buying online. Yeah. I do it a lot, you know. But, yeah. you know, it's to be the wrong thing to think that's the be-all and end-all, well, isn't it? Yeah, but you see, it, it extends. It, yesterday, I went, went for a walk at lunchtime. Yeah, I'd been uh, busy all morning. thought I'd just nip out for a quick half-hour walk, and I went out for a walk. And as I was walking back down, not my street, but an, another road, a DPD van driver waved at me. And that just shows you, because he was just driving another way. But he comes to my house so regularly yes, that he yes. knows me as a, you know, almost as a friend kind of thing. But that's kind of personal. You wouldn't normally, in the past, van drivers wouldn't wave at you. They wouldn't know you. Yeah, so even that meant that, you know, that was just a friendly face, a wave. So next time he comes, which will probably be tomorrow, you know, when he turns up, hello, how are you? Do you have a nice walk? Yeah. So you want to? It's an interesting because there is a moment of human interaction at the the point yeah. of delivery, and it's interesting. Same things happen with my wife. She's on first name terms with some of the yeah. delivery drivers, but he's noticed that Amazon put a great effort on them ringing the doorbell to hand over the parcel, yeah. even when it can sometimes fit through That's the right. letterbox. Because yeah. a little bit of that contact, I guess, also making sure making sure it's delivered. Yeah, human nature. When you said um, your son recommended it to his friends. Do you happen to know, did he recommend it via social media or word of mouth? Word of mouth. Word of mouth. That's interesting. So, 
it it's still happens, folks out there. Is that that's probably the best advertising in the world? Is a happy customer with a big mouth. I think it's one of yeah. the American yeah. uh, motivational speakers once said. Uh, obviously, the worst form of advertising is an unhappy customer with a. But I guess as well, there would often be the case that it would also go out on some occasions on social media as well. So yeah. you know, it's just, doesn't matter how the recommendation goes. But I think word of mouth from his peers. Yep. Hey, where did you get your suit? I got my suit from here. I would have loved to be a fly on the wall when these millennials go, you went to a shop. Yeah. <laughs> 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 which is which is kind of the... But his, his view has changed though, hasn't Quite. it? I mean, although, yeah. yeah, can't I buy this online? Well, you can, but... Yeah. but. You know, so some some interesting some interesting thoughts. Anything else, gentlemen, before we close? Just one thing in the um, NLP world, as you probably know, there's a lovely phrase that we should search for the difference and search for the similarity in people. And when you think about the search for the difference, uh, I mean, as salespeople, we have a duty to try and understand how each customer is different or how each generation. It's different. That has to be done. But the search for the similarity uh, is really Graham's point about human nature, isn't it? And we should become inquisitive about that and really get to grips with it, understand it, but then having understood it, work with it and sell to it in an appropriate way. Can I just make the point that some people might not know what NLP means? Yeah, so that means neuro-linguistic programming, or that's what they'd like you to think it means. It actually means nothing like psychology. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Graham Jones there, who usually causes the vast majority of the controversy on episodes of the Sales Chat Show, now resulting in a tirade of abuse from the NLP community. So can we thank Graham for his continued (laughs) efforts to cause controversy around the the sales That's my role. (laughs) So thank you very much, Mr. Graham Jones, Phil Jessen, I'm Simon Hazeldean, saleschatshow.com. Take a look at that, folks. Uh, Over a hundred episodes there, all available for you, zero cost for you to listen to on a host of topics around sales negotiation sales leadership sales management sales performance etc etc so we would just like to wish you good luck and good selling folks have been listening to an episode of the sales chat show to stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success please visit saleschatshow.com thank you very much for listening to this episode and from everyone here at the sales chat show we'd like to wish you good luck and good selling (laughs) 